Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Me and My Friends, uh, the show where I take someone, a friend of mine, bring them into the studio, and we talk about the music that's important to them. Uh, yeah, so in the past, you might have known my radio show, Quintessentials. It was, you know, pretty critically acclaimed. Uh, actually, actually, it, it, it wasn't. It was just, you know, a, it was a student radio show. Um, but um, switching things up this week. Um, I still don't have, like, a solid title for this show. Uh, last week I called it All My Friends, but then I realized, oh, wait, that's like a a proper podcast that exists with like a very similar idea as this one. So I've changed that up again a bit. So now it's me and my friends, okay? Tell your friends and family. I've got a Facebook page set up and everything, but um, also I'm hopefully going to get it up on Apple Podcasts, like iTunes for the first time ever. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to get there. It's, it's a work in progress. Uh, it, it takes time to do that shit. Um, so yeah, uh, welcome, and this is a show where I take someone, bring in a friend, and we talk about music that's important to them. This week, I am joined by the first ever guest on a radio show with me back in 2017, I think? September 2017, do you think that? Yeah, that's about right. That sounds right. It's my boy, Derek Clark. Hi, hi, Oshin. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, um, it's it's always a pleasure, you know, to hear those sweet Donegal tones over my over the airwaves. You know, I think it's it's something needed in society these days. It is actually over the summer. I was watching RT and got homesick when I heard a Donegal accent on the <laughs> radio. So, um, yeah, it, representation's do, important. Yeah, we need multiple different accents on on Belfield FM. I'm doing this weird thing with my voice where I'm really putting on a radio voice and I don't really know why. Soon you'll be doing the Gavin Duffy on it and changing your name to make it sound cooler. <laughs> We're not going to talk about Gavin Duffy or any presidential <laughs> candidate because I don't want this radio station to get sued for, for libel or anything of the sort. So this week you brought a playlist, right? Yes, I did. And it's it's a pretty good playlist. I'm it's, forgetting most of the songs on it already. Um. I'm going to give a quick rundown of some of the artists you're going to hear. Uh, they might be Giants, Neutral Milk Hotel, Neil Young, Cymbals Eat Guitars, and Modest Mouse. Among Why others. am I doing this radio voice thing? It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I've got my headphones on and it's really, it's really, it's getting to my head. Um, yeah, so, you ready to talk about some music? Yes, um... I guess will we start with the first song on the playlist? Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, that's so a, a nice starting first point. First track is a rock, like a, a classic in the genre in music, uh, in rock, but it's also more than rock. It's kind of, it's good vibrations. Oh, by the Beach um, Boys. Yeah. Uh, Did actually, you not know what song it is? Yeah, I had, no, I had no idea. I was thinking rock, classic. Um, <laughs> yeah, that happens. We that really happens. Yeah, um, good vibrations. I chose it because it was around last summer. This time last year, I got really into the Beach Boys mm. for about you know a solid six months. I still like them, obviously, but that's when I discovered them and got into the Beach Boys. And I think Good Vibrations is probably the pinnacle of what they achieved um, yeah. in in their yeah. like in their heyday. Um, as a fun fact, that that song. They have 90 hours of tape recording. I saw that, yeah. And it cost them half a million dollars to make, which cost more than the album that came out 
beside it. Yeah. Which that, has most of their big hits on it. That's what I I didn't realize. Um, this came out like two or three months after um, Pet Sounds. Yeah. But wasn't on Pet Sounds. It wasn't on Pet Sounds because back back in the 60s, it was a common thing that if a song was going to be released as a single, it wouldn't be released on the album because the idea was that it was cheap to sell someone a song twice. Whereas now, obviously, you if it's a single, it'll be on the album when the album comes out or came from the album. Yeah, it was more of a it'll promotional. Be on, like, yeah. Now it's a pretty very much a promotional thing. Yeah. That's what singles are for, yeah. to promote the album. Whereas back in the 60s, it wasn't as common. You got that with the Beatles as well, that they their songs off um, Sgt. Pepper's that they regret not having on Sgt. Pepper's because they had to release them as singles. And because of that, they just couldn't put them on was, the album. Was that just the music industry? like That was, yeah, it was kind of just that they, money. they thought that the general public wouldn't like that, oh, I bought a single, what's the point? And in a, a month or two, it'll be on the album anyway. Yeah, that's, so, that's really crazy. Was, when you was, think about now when like every big song, it's it's on an album or yeah. it's to promote an album or it was featured on an album. Yeah. Like the only time you'll see a single if it's like a Lucy, which like isn't like associated, like it's kind of a, just a throwaway song. So for that's its own sake. Good vibrations cost half a million, and it costs slightly more than the the entire album of like ten other tracks. Yeah, uh, and because of that, it was commercially unsuccessful because and it was co- it? it couldn't it couldn't oh yeah you recoup- can't make up that money yeah it couldn't recoup the cost that it, and it had it wasn't a it was definitely a hit but it wasn't a phenomenal hit. Um, so that's why I, I chose it because I think it's an excellent song that, although it's very appreciated, it's somehow underappreciated. I think anyway. Do you for, think so? For how good a song it is, you you always hear people talk about how great the Beatles were, hmm. whereas you hear a lot less people talk about how great the Beach Boys were. Not saying that no one does. They're a huge. They've got a huge legacy. They're still adored. Um, but I think that it's strange. Um, you never hear anyone at a, proud at a party that. I don't like the Beach Boys. <laughs> um, that it's a social shocker. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I never thought of it. That. That's that's yeah. that's properly interesting. Yeah, I, I'd say a lot of people would would know the song, but they might not know the full song. They'll know like the the chorus. Yeah, because the chorus is iconic. But outside of that, it's like a bit weird. It's quite experimental and reflects a lot of what Brian Wilson was doing around that time. Mm. Um, he. Didn't go on. T- the Beach Boys went to on tour to Japan, and he because he was undergoing kind of the start of his um, kind of he had a few rough years. He got diagnosed with um, they thought schizophrenia, but later on it was bipolar disorder with audio hallucinations. So he stayed at home and wrote the entire Pet Sounds album, uh, wow. which is why on that album it shows the Beach Boys all off in Japan, and it shows him it's- sitting in studio. Oh, because he wrote the album I while they were touring. That on the... Yeah, um, is that on the album art? That's on the album art. Yeah. Is well, the, the, fr- the, the front is the goats, and the back is the Beach Boys in Japan, and him in the studio. Is he in the goat picture? He's in the goat picture. Okay, right. The goat picture was taken in America. Okay. It, it wasn't a Japanese goat. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good old-fashioned goat. Um, cool. That's. Yeah. I think you've given me a, a pretty good understanding of of this song, so I'm I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. To the beautiful track, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I hear the sound of a gentle 
by the Beach Boys definitely worth um, half a million dollars <laughs> <laughs> well when you, when you think about it like for the influence it had and, uh, it was definitely worth um, obviously the, the whole thing with them recording 90 hours on tape means that you can find online extended versions where I don't think all the tapes available but people mm. find some of them and like extended the runtime of the song by a bit with this, these alternate versions cool uh, that's very cool yeah so that's yeah. track number one do you know what else is cool what? Track number two. Track number um, two. This is a weird one, I think. Uh, Beard House In Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. Yes. So, They Might Be Giants. This is a song. It's probably one of the first songs that I can't remember how I came across it. I came across it and was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And it wasn't something I'd heard on the radio or wasn't something that, you know, someone introduced me to. It was just mm. something I stumbled across. And when, I, when was this? This was, I must have been relatively young like in primary school still um so like you know eight eight or nine whatever oh really um so proper young and i come across this song no idea how i came across it um but i like i i get captured a bit by how it's almost like a colorful song in the sense it's very off the wall it's very upbeat it's very energetic but at the same time it's not a kid's song they might be just just doing whatever weird thing they felt like doing Mm. And it is a pretty weird thing. Yeah, so this is off their 1990 album called Flood. Yes, it um, is. Which, uh, it was their first big hit. And is still it's still their biggest hit that they've ever had. Um, but I was lucky enough that at the start of this month, in October, um, I was able to um, see them. They, they've played Ireland a good few times over the years. Um, to show how many times they played Ireland, they made reference to the punt as a, as a currency when, dur- during their show. Um, because someone said, "Oh, I paid like a whole bunch of pounds," and the crowd were kind of like jokingly booing because he said pounds, and they're like, "They were like, no, no, sorry, euros, euros." And then just the other guy was like, "Punts." Um, <laughs> but I was like, they they played in uh, Ireland Star this month. I managed to get to go see it, uh, and it was an excellent concert where they played a whole bunch of hits from all over the years, as well as some new songs. And this was one of the ones they played. Uh, the anecdote that they led into the song with is when he came into Ireland through customs. Um, when the customs guard found out that he was with They Might Be Giants, he sang part of uh, this song. Really? It's it's <laughs> definitely their, their cultural... This is yeah. the imprint that they've it, left as a band. It, it's about, like, and being a nightlife. Yeah. it's Although it, it, it goes off into all different places, like it references Jason and the Argonauts and all this stuff, random crap, but it's, it comes back to just a nightlight. Do you know what song this reminds me of? What? One Week by the <laughs> Really? <laughs> Honestly, I, I listened to the song and I was like, it was, maybe it was his tone of voice. Maybe it was like the randomness of the, what was the going off on. the wall upbeatness of. It's good, like real recognizes real. Is what this, I have to say to that. At this time, there's only two guys in the band. Um, they're both called John, because um, mm-hmm. they they didn't have a backing band. They used synths or just studio musicians. So um, the two the two Johns, I'm sure, would be thrilled to hear. <laughs> We'll we'll send this to them, <laughs> and we'll send. Maybe I should like remix. <laughs> it's been fun. Another <laughs> near soul with another act that's going to come up. The last the last band on this show tonight is going to be um, 
they uh, are from New Jersey or close, like, and they might chance are from New York. I've actually seen online before uh, them expressing mutual appreciation of each other. Um, they might chance are very nice because they're very engaged with their fans online. Um, and also appreciation for bare naked ladies, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they love them. I'm, I'm sure if you asked them, they'd, they'd I be I think every thrilled. person loves bare <laughs> <laughs> the Big next. Bang Theory's theme song. Who who could forget? <laughs> Do you know what this one was? The theme song of this is the theme song of the web series Yu-Gi-Oh! The Bridge Series Season Zero. That's I, what Wikipedia told me. I actually kind of know that. I, I, I wonder. I, <laughs> what was the Bridge Series Season Zero? There was a series of that. Sh- oh, was that the, forgive the me, guy? Who... Forgive me for knowing this. It's terrible. Yu-Gi-Oh! Had a season that only aired in Japan before it be made big in the okay. West. Yeah. And um, that was season zero, or known as season zero, um, over here. Wait, um, so the start of Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't really the start of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, no, it was the second season. Have fun with that. Jesus, yeah, that, that for all you really Yu-Gi-Oh fanatics out there, I was a Yu-Gi-Oh fanatic. I, I didn't really like. <laughs> I didn't really like the show. Well, you really missed out. Didn't really like cartoons. Mm. Far from the Simpsons. Oh, you were too cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Far too cool. Yeah. Simpsons is the only cartoon. <laughs> they invented anime. Okay. <laughs> they invented anime. Okay. That's enough. Play play the song. Okay, I'll, I'll play the song uh, Board House in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. It's a simple message and I'm leaving out the whistles and bells. So the room must listen to me. Filibuster vigilantly. My name is Blue Canary. One note spelled L. Birdhouse in your soul by They Might Be Giants. Yeah, that's that's a weird one, but you know, I I actually kind of like the song. It's it's got its own it's got a certain charm um, because of how um, kind of off the wall it is. How yeah, unique it is. Very it is off the wall. How is the rest of the music like? Yes, their music sticks very much to strange and exciting and yeah. whatever they felt like doing at the time. I, I wonder how that like works like as you get older do they like hear their music and they're like oh this is this is just they've they've awkward. done tours recently where they've played their first album the second album and the third album because mm. they're all in their like, 30th anniversaries like this flood's now 28 years old as an album but um they they, they they touched on that that they they've forgotten a lot of the songs they forgot they even wrote them because they've released so many songs since but i think that they still enjoy their their early work um mm. although they've definitely grown a lot as a and matured as a band. Their songs now different types of weird. It's now a lot more, I guess, mature. Is it like strange. artsy? Yeah. Um their their That's latest song, cool. like they played it at the concert and it got released like yesterday, was is um the communists have the music. Which kinda goes through like the fascists have the dress sense, but I don't want to be a fascist. The communists, they have the music. I I wanna I wanna be a communist. That's, kinda, that's not a bad concert. It's very I it's guess. very mature it's instead of like weird noises, it's not like Let's get w- weird in our l- yeah, lyrics. There's no like car horns. Yeah, coherent. Yeah, yeah. So cool. That's the name of giants. Your track number three is, if I can read this out. Whenever you breathe out, I breathe in positive, negative, negative by Modest Mouse. So I guess the story behind this song is when I I got really into Modest Mouse. This was kind of through my brother. Um, 
on their I, I guess I'll call them their middle albums. These are the albums that came out like two thousand and five and seven or whenever they came out. Yeah. Which is good news for people who like bad news and <laughs> we were dead before the ship even sank. Um which it, it's kind of their middle ground. They've had one album since um are which, they still together? They're still together. Um, hmm. the, the Their newest album was meant to be followed by a sequel very quickly, or a part two, but it wasn't greatly received, so they've kind of been working on fixing that second part. Okay. So they have this middle tier of albums, which is how I liked them. And one time I was I was just playing one of their songs casually um, on a guy I knew, who's a musician called Joel Harkin. He... Um, said oh was that modest mouse and i was like yeah yeah um and i was like you know i listened to the these two albums and he was like you'd probably like the earlier stuff if you if you know if you haven't heard it it's mm. it's very good and i i started listening to like their very the very first and second album and that's very different from kind of a more rounded pop maybe rock of their mid albums with a really raw um kind of it, kind of this midwestern up ohio he'd moved all over yeah. america yeah raw tones which comes out in this song which actually came out, i think it's a bit later um this song isn't off their very early albums it's kind of off an ep or something in the middle yeah, it, i can't it's it's of the interstate ACP, which came out like a few months after their first album yeah which is really strange you'd, you'd never see that now you'd yeah never see anyone releasing an ep like straight after an album their early stuff's very strange. Their first EP is five tracks, and it's seven minutes long, despite having five tracks. Hmm. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, it's five tracks in seven minutes. That's their first EP. And Are they a, proper songs? or They're very random songs. They're, <laughs> okay. they're decent, but it's very strange. And yeah. then they came out with their first album, which was an hour long, which um, full of really long songs. But this song is really well-constructed. Although, when I say well-constructed, it's very loose and it's how they feel the music hmm. um which i really appreciate in modest mouse in general but especially in their uh their early work because their later work grew on who they were but it's nice to see where they kind of started as an act yeah yeah so. and that was a, a nice a nice paragraph a nice paragraph of modest mouse if you were to write an essay about modest mouse you could just take that word for it <laughs> <laughs> But with yeah, a charming anecdote. I have it. I have Joel Harkin to thank for in, like I guess introducing me to early Modest Mouse. Well, my boy Joel Harkin. <laughs> this one goes Shout out. out. <laughs> he's got he's playing in Dublin like in a month or two. Wait, is he him. like a musician? Yeah, he's a musician. Yeah. Is he in a band or he's solo? a solo artist. Um although he's going on a big tour of Ireland around now. Cool. It's been a nice all the dates, so, so this goes out to Joel Harkin. Um if you're listening. If you're not, we, we still appreciate you anyway. This is whenever you breathe out, I breathe in positive, negative by Modest Mouse. I didn't feel angry or depressed. I didn't feel anything at all. I didn't want to go to bed and I didn't want to stay Whenever you breathe out, I breathe in positive slash negative by Modest Mouse. It's sad, right? Yeah, it's um, 
I'm kind of crying actually. Just yeah. like a single oh. tear. There, yeah, that's. I kind actually, of, I really like that song. A I'm lot really of Modest Mouse's early work um, is very similar to that song, where it's kind of going between calm verses and then going into just kind of noise rock. Mm. Um, it's kind of how they worked it early on. I haven't listened to much of any of their stuff. Uh, where, where do I start? Give me the. Start, if you want kind of more kind of poppy rocky, you want to go for like uh, Float On, which is their huge hit. Yeah. Um, off Good News for People Who Like Bad News. Um, if you want more of that kind of that kind of song, um, Interstate Eight as an EP is great. Um, but uh, all all their albums have incredibly long titles. Um, they're yeah. one of those bands. That that but track. They, um, cool. First album, which you start on, is called "This Is a Long Drive for Someone Who Has Nothing to Think About." I think you recommended that one to me yeah. before. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that one out. I promise you. you definitely should. Yeah. That song there is kind of a bit emo, I think. Yeah, well, like, I, I don't, I haven't listened to, I guess, what the genre is Midwestern emo, which is like American football and all that stuff. But I feel like Modest Mouse probably should be in that genre mm. simply because they are kind of Midwestern emo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, True. Do you know what isn't Midwestern emo whatsoever? This next song. Yeah, it's it's very different. Yeah, uh, I think I think I know what one you're on about. Oh, Mavajin. Mario Hara. This um this song is a folk song. So although th- it's known who wrote it, um it was a poem that got set to music, which you know a traditional poem, traditional music set together to a song. Mm. This is Mario Hara's version from like the nineteen fifties. When was the original? Was the ori- like the poem I think was traditional? just the very end of the eighteen hundreds. That's okay. like eighteen nineties. Cool. cool, cool. Um, yeah. So as a fun fact, there's a song. Called Sleepyhead by Passion. Yeah, that's that's why I know the song. I, I saw the I saw the song name. Yeah. and I was like, "What is this?" I I hadn't a clue because yeah. I, I don't know much like music from the fifties. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, and I listened to it, and then I heard like the the melody, and I'm like, "Oh, Sleepyhead." Yeah, Sleepyhead yeah. by Passion sampled this exact version, Mario Hara's version of the song. Um, which quite quite interesting. I I had heard um Passion Pit song before I heard this. Mm. Yeah. And it was, uh, I, I don't know, I it was like I was watching Passion Pits 1 on YouTube and someone was like, oh, in the comments, someone was like, this is the cover, this is the sample. And I clicked into it and I was like shocked that she was speaking Irish because mm. I, I couldn't tell from yeah, Sleepyhead's version. It didn't sound like an Irish song. It didn't yeah. sound like a traditional song. It sounded like nearly Japanese, I thought. Well, see, the song, the the melody in it, which gets used for Passion Pit, there's also Krista Berg's A Space Man Came Traveling. The chorus of that, is this melody again he mm. took from this song. This song has gotten sampled a lot just because of the melody it uses is very interesting. It's very nice. Um, yeah, it's not just standard like traditional Irish or yeah. folk Irish, like Irish language. Yeah, song. song. Um, yeah. No, as well as that, um, when I got into the song, I found out that there was a cover on YouTube um, of two Donegal musicians playing mm. it uh, on like a kind of a ballad a duet of it. And it was... Um, Emma Nifrinska. I said it wrong because I can't remember her name because it's been a while since I watched that version. But also Eve Bell. Um, she was in the cover. And um, shout out to her because I couldn't figure out the chords of the song because I was trying to, I was like, I can't transcribe from harp to guitar. Yeah. Um, but she had a guitar version. So I, I, I sent her a, a DM on Twitter. I was like, what's the chords for the song? <laughs> and very, very helpfully, this was like, this is before I'd ever played a live show. So this is like 2016. Mm. 
she very thankfully sent me on the chords and i still play the version that she sent me because that's yeah. you know it's i don't it's, think i've ever heard you it's perfect have i heard you play this one i don't i don't don't know if you have um yeah. i play it every now and then um yeah it's, it's a good song whenever i've got a set going um yeah, it's Lucky a very for nice you, song. We have a guitar right here. Wonderful. I can I can play <laughs> my version. Uh, <laughs> no. The definitive version. Um this song it can catch you off guard just by how it's almost like Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. Mm. How high Mary O'Hara can sing yeah. is shocking. I hadn't heard of Mary O'Hara. Yes. I hadn't before I, I heard of this before. Name. Uh to to a I degree to a degree. Maybe she used to be. Yes. Back like she if you go back to like, you know, I guess to when she was releasing music, yes. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Supposedly, she was a nun for 12 years. Really? <laughs> after releasing the song. Really? That's in the 60s, fascinating. In the 60s. In 1962, she became a nun for 12 years. And now she's not a nun. And she's still alive. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's a, is that an uplifting story? Yeah, I'd say so. It's it's a story. <laughs> uh, and this is a song. <laughs> oh, Mavajin by Mary O'Hara. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's all of my my Irish language. Um, <laughs> that's a, it's a new achievement there. First Irish language uh, song, probably on both FM for a while. There is actually a trad show now. Oh, that's um, good. Um, yeah. I know in first year there was an Irish language show run by Hugh Carr. Shout um, out to Hugh Carr to Banter Sikyanter. Come on, Greylock, um, second best society in UCD. Of course. Oh, well, um, where does Bell for FM go then? <laughs> <laughs> God, that, that was not that's, an intended that's one, that's one way. That's one way to get cut from the air. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not mean that. Um, yeah, that was a good song. It's it, it, pretty different. But it, 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 it I, caught I, me. I like the, the varied, the varied, like, um, different mix and match kind of sound you're I, I tried to get a good balanced um yeah it's it's like songs your full taste yeah like everything you're you're into the only genre that i that i would actually listen to that i don't think i got represented here at all was like hip-hop rap i mm. i didn't i didn't represent them your boy kanye i heard you're a really big fan actually that's <laughs> the reason being just because since i had a limited amount of songs they kind of didn't make it in yeah um sadly that's, that's fair. um that's fair. 
up next <laughs> we'll move swiftly on <laughs> from Kanye from, from Kanye because I know you've got some some I've got beef you've got beef with the K dog as as he's not called Holland 1945 by Neutral so, Milk Hotel this is somewhat of a I knew uh, you were going to play this uh, yeah predictable I knew you had to play something from this album yeah uh, well I had also considered their 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 debut album but what? yeah, really? well, I'm a is big, it good? Yeah, it's it's the same stuff as you get on um, Airplane Over the Sea, but it's just it was lacking that central objective that Airplane Over the Sea got. Um, that kind of carried it. Does it have like it the good, so- really good songs? It's got catchy. It's got a few very catchy songs on it. To the level of this one. Uh, to level, yeah, I'd say to level this one. Uh, oh, it, okay. It's actually it it reaches the same peaks. It's the issue that some songs get very unfocused and. Mm. It has a there's a few bad songs, not necessarily bad, but just bad enough that the, it takes the album down. Um, but yeah, this song was introduced to me by a friend who um, we were we were meeting. She was giving me notes for my leaving search, so she had finished um, oh, cool. and she yeah. was giving me notes to to help me out. But she also recommended a few songs. And I recommended her a few songs, and this specifically this one was on it. She. Um, I can only remember one other song from that list, and it was from the Mulan soundtrack. So it was a very, mm. it was a very list that she gave me. But this was one of the songs on it, and I really, I don't know how I hadn't heard of them before this. Well, they're they're not a big band. They're not a big band, but they've definitely got a huge cult following. Oh yeah, like in the music scene, Neutral Milk Hotel, they're a bit of a meme at this. They're point. incredibly like, it's a cliche to like them. Um, but it, there's nothing wrong with liking them because they're really good. Yeah, they uh, they're, they're they're like a, a staple Mew classic. They, which it's a shame. I don't like ever saying in public, it's a shame that they find they find an audience, they find a critical following, but it was a shame that it was found in kind of a somewhat toxic music group. Mm. Not to say they can't have good taste, but it's just a toxic kind of I, I think snobby group, group that found them. I think the music group is the best part of that website but yeah. that's not a high standard that's not a high standard um, shockingly but yeah like even on like Facebook groups I think I heard of these guys like my friend James Bentley Music as his full name yeah. is uh, you have to remember the music at the end yes he uh, he mentioned them to me and I, and he was like what do you think of them and I said yeah they're okay and he was like yeah exactly they're okay they're not that great <laughs> uh, and then like I joined like or patrician chart posting on Facebook or something like Terrible that. Terrible mistake. Yeah, it's 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 not a great. All of those music uh, groups on Facebook are just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But um, I saw enough memes of this album that I was like, fine, okay, I'll listen to it, and it really, I really liked it actually from when I first listened to it. It was probably in in first year. Yeah. Of college when I I got into them, and I haven't listened to beyond this album. They beyond this album, they have the debut album, which is good, has a few rough edges. They've got a few demo tapes and EPs that are also um, solid. You you can actually see ideas from not this song, but some of the other songs on the album are actually borrowed from earlier demo takes. Sure. So, Hall nineteen forty five. Here it is. Two, one, two, three, four. Just a sister and a son And only we sleep for the guns of 
1945 by Neutral Brick Hotel. An incredible track. Yeah, oh, I've got a good that song that was. It's, like, an, it's a pleasure to be able to listen to it on such nice uh, quality speakers as you get in, in yeah, the studio Yeah, that's, that's the best thing about this show. Um, not the actual show itself. But yeah. <laughs> whenever the mics go off, we can hear everything on these pretty cool speakers. Yeah. And um, I'm always nice impressed by the sheer energy that they pack into that track. For It's a four-piece band. Like You just have a the drummer, the mm. bassist, the trumpet player, and the lead singer-guitarist. But to get that much energy and excitement into one song is incredible. Yeah. I love at the start how like it's really distorted. Yeah. Which how, is something how like they you wouldn't did have, that. How they did they, that They was, just played really loud. They played really loud, but also they it was recorded to tape machines. Because oh. this was the early 90s, so yeah. you know digital yeah. was there, but wasn't necessarily uh, always going to be there. So what they recorded, they recorded to tape... And they put the tape under pressure by pushing it hard, which distorted the, t- the the sound that the tape got. Oh, wow. So the entire, like, it was distorted, and then they distorted it more, and then they had the tape. Yeah. Um, which is, it was very interesting that, that how they went about that. Days. Yeah. <laughs> that would never Well, because you use digital recording these days. I know, but, like, that's, like... Weirdness. Yeah, like that initiative or, like, innovation yeah. nearly just to do weird stuff with the physical medium that yeah. you're <laughs> recording with. You can't just like hit a computer hard enough and then it does, it makes... You can try. <laughs> you can very well try. Yeah, you, you can try. Uh, yeah. Next up, track number six, I believe. I can't really count. Yeah. Six, Heart of Gold. Heart of Neil Gold. Young. I uh, was going to have some Daft Punk in here, but I think from my time on Quintessentials, it's well known that I appreciate Daft Punk. Yeah, you've done a whole album. And I've done all of Discovery. I felt that Neil Young was, a, was someone who I wanted to get in there, especially anything off the Harvest album hmm. because um, funnily enough last week I was playing Neil Young it wasn't this song it was actually like his when he moved, made the transition from country to kind of heavy rock hmm. Um, hmm. He, someone kind of rolled their eyes at Neil Young being played and saying that you know like their their mom their mom loved Neil Young and Har- Do you want to call anyone out right no now? of course not <laughs> but Harvest is such it's a very well-respected and cult classic of an album um, to the extent that, like, for context, Neil Young had bought, or he had made some money out of music. If Fun fact, he was in the song, um, the song, oh, I can't even remember what the song's called. He was in Buffalo Springfield when they released, I think it's called What's That Sound? Mm. Um, very iconic, like, 60 song. Found out he was the guitarist in that band. Um, I think he was living illegally in America at that time because he he's Canadian. So he he ends up making a bit of money from music and buys a ranch in, in California. Because um, that's when you're rich and famous and a musician, you buy and a ranch. You've made it. And that's it wasn't just a ranch. It. it was a working ranch. Like, it was... actual work going on? Yeah. Like, hmm. there was a old... Like, there's a track on this album called Old Man. Uh, and that's about the old man who was living on the ranch. <laughs> that, <laughs> like... Um, and a lot of this album was recorded in the barn. He turned the barn on the ranch hmm. into a studio and records a lot of this album. So Old Man and I believe Heart of Gold were both written when he was flying from America to London to play for the BBC. He writes two of his biggest hits on one trip. And I'm sure like the seeds of the songs were there already. But to have that output and that amount of like work come out of one album is really why I think Neil Young and especially a song from Harvest had to be on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Heart of Gold is the first Neil Young song I got into, which is why specifically it's this one uh, that I've put. Yeah. 
When when was that? Um, it would be a few years ago. It was when I had started playing guitar. Um, True. Because suddenly, if you if you play any instrument, you'll suddenly have much more appreciation for that instrument, uh, as long as, as well as music in general, but specifically for the, the instrument that you start learning, because you can understand like, oh, that's what they're doing. That's what they're trying. Like the amount of work that went into it, mm. um, and the cool techniques they might use. So that's why I kind of got into Neil Young because of the just him and his guitar and the work he does um, was really good. So it'd be about maybe four years ago. It must have been about fifth year transition year. I, I got yeah. into Neil Young as an act. Can I tell you a secret? What? I never got into Neil Young. <laughs> There's that, that's a confession. Did you not get into him or do you dislike him? I just didn't listen to him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's that's fine is that better um yeah <laughs> no there's nothing on this playlist that i i don't like wonderful <laughs> that's what i like <laughs> that's, to hear that's an endorsement <laughs> and a half <laughs> that's how you know it's, it's high quality um yeah but this this from what i've heard of the song it's it's pretty cool it um it was his only number one in the u.s um to date actually that's very interesting i'm not surprised at all um that kind of reflects he's loved but like if he has the main the staying power and the mainstream appeal in his tracks mm. uh, a lot of people a lot of his critics would complain that he's very whiny he's kind of a whiny canadian yeah um which a lot of his songs always come back to heartbreak or just in general struggle um <laughs> which is interesting but yeah neil young cool. heart of gold yep that's that's the name of the song to repeat <laughs> <laughs> heart of gold by neil young enjoy I've been- Neil Young what a beautiful harmonica um, yeah uh, that's yeah, a lot of it's just not enough harmonica these days harmonica as an instrument I find interesting because it doesn't I don't think it sounds nice as an instrument yeah you've got Bob Dylan and Neil Young and a lot of artists managed to make it work so well it's, it's a charming instrument it's, it has soul it's the I think I always think it's the equivalent of Bob Dylan's voice it's very scratchy and uh, but it works so well for yeah. the genre yeah it's, it's got some character to it yeah I think that's what hip-hop needs. We need more, like, harmonica solos. Um, we've, we've seen, like, you know, brass. We've seen a bit of violin or whatever. But no, no, no. Harmonica, man. I know you're being sarcastic, please, I, but please I, stop. I'm not even, like... <laughs> I'm not, okay, um, I'm but, sure some artists could make it work, but I don't think uh, we should be encouraging be, anyone. I don't think it'd be the worst idea. <laughs> I feel like we've gone a bit off topic. Yes, uh, quite quickly. Track number seven, Shrine by Symbols Eat Guitars. This is by far the most recent track. Yes, which which was yeah, and it's a band I have never heard about. I've never heard you talk about this. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, this is this is off their newest album, which is their their fourth album. Mm. Um, it's the last track on it. I guess it it, w- it wouldn't be this track so much is influenced me as much as the band in general, um, because I came into them on their third album, um, called Lose. Um, which is a really good album. It varies between some interesting rock and some kind of bordering on like maybe punk elements on maybe just one track, one or two tracks. 
um, which I, I really got into. Um, and then you look at their first album's incredible. Their second album, by their own admission, was a bit of a letdown. But their third and fourth album, which is their fourth album, are really, really interesting pieces. Um, so I guess there's an important note for this album, this song, and their album before, that right before they made their first album, one of the band members died. Who was He was the lead oh, singer. Oh, really? So the Jesus. singer on all four albums had been the backing vocalist, but he took on main vocalist duties. So album one and two weren't too affected by this uh, recording or writing-wise. But album three and four have increasingly focused on the member who died. Mm. And that's why album three is called Lose, because like it's about the loss. And yeah. that's why this, album's, this song's called Shine. It's about him, but... Yeah, yeah. About so the, the loss. The lead vocalist of the band died. Yeah, b- before they had released an album. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. It, but so like, had they recorded? They were had ab- they released. They were about to record their first album. I don't know if they. they I'm sure they had released probably um, small scale local stuff. I'm actually. I'm. I'm kind of lucky. Um, my brother was in Dublin. And he managed to find a copy of their first vinyl, their first seven inch vinyl, like single. Oh. It wasn't their oh, first nice. album. It was just a yeah. single. And yeah. he found it in Dublin, despite it being super small-scale production only in America. So I'm lucky to have a copy of that. Oh, you have it? <laughs> I have a copy, yeah, I own yeah. it. Yeah, I was looking through like their different albums, and they seemed like pretty well-received. Yeah, All in, them, in general, uh, album one was hugely successful. Album three and four were, were quite well as well. Two, I said, was let down, but still was, I think, a decent album. It was just not what it could have been. Yeah. Uh, but they've made up for that, uh, definitely, between this stuff. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to play this one now Wonderful Shrine by Symbols Eat Guitars by symbols eat guitars uh yeah it's another kind of sad song yeah what was i gonna say it has some like emo vibes to it it's a bit and similar some kind to of punk vibes a bit similar to the modest mouse the modest mouse song that was played earlier yeah. it does get very noisy it wouldn't be it wouldn't be shoegaze but it would get close to elements i've, of... I've seen i went on the wikipedia page and shoegaze was <laughs> shoegaze. one of the many genres <laughs> to describe the band so. yeah they, they touched on those elements at times yeah um cool yeah, uh, the song the song works quite well. I think there's a lot of passion and just energy poured into it. Um, and it's definitely a nice way to end the to end the album. Um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to appreciate the last song of an album because you don't get like this because you don't get the build up. You know, we don't get the nine tracks before it or whatever. Mm. Um, but I still think it's you can appreciate how nice the song is. Um, and I felt that some of the guitars definitely deserved a spot on this on this list mm. i think you can always appreciate though the last song in a playlist yes 
much like the last song of an album um, yeah very that's what i was going for um, uh, that was my whole my whole, <laughs> my whole segue there did you not do you not think I, i've stepped there? in on it um, <laughs> yeah which is albert camus i've i've been i've been told is it's that? pronounced camus but camus. i i pronounce the s By, can you pronounce this band name titus andronicus they you've named, been telling me about them for yeah a while. they're named after shakespeare's play mm. and god it sounds pretentious to say here's Albert Camus by Titus Andronic <laughs> like throwing <laughs> oh that sounds like a, the the lead singer me and my friends the, the lead singer had good. studied um English in in university so I'll forgive him for and obviously he wasn't going to go anywhere with that yeah so. so he 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 made a, a punk band but um this is off their very first album so this is like 2008 about around 2008 so it's around yeah. a decade old now yeah. um this is their first album this is I, this is the last track off the first album, I believe. Um, at the very end of the song, you hear the sounds of the recording equipment being turned off and the album ending. That's very cool. You hear like one switch go, two switches go. On, and as the last... Track? Yeah, at the very end. Yes. And as the last switch goes, the, everything cuts because they've turned off the, the recorder. Very cool. So uh, You've mentioned these guys before yes. to do with a beef with someone. And I can't remember who. They oh oh Anthony Fantano they had oh, they had they had a terrible they had a terrible beef with them because um, on their fourth album it was all about depression and bipolarism and all this stuff yeah. and Anthony Fantano in the review says uh he he gave it like a seven which was a, it That's was like it was like review. a six or a seven it was a That's decent score cool. it wasn't a yeah. bad review yeah, yeah. but uh, he was like you know it feels too bipolar and you're like the album about bipolar depression feels bipolar anthony does yeah, it <laughs> he, he has some hot takes sometimes but um they haven't gotten along with him at all uh, well, any of few people like and any of the reviews he's given them have always been like lukewarm uh mm. whereas a lot of other people have especially like this album is lo-fi punk their later albums kind of change and go rock and then calm and then rock again but yeah, yeah. this is them at punk well with this song anyway i don't think anyone could not be a fan of the drum track the drum intro is incredible yeah. um and i love it every time i hear it so this was the closing track of which drum albums the Aryan of grievances cool. would you recommend it i would recommend it a hundred percent well thank you for coming on the show tonight. thank you very much uh, for having me it's always me. a pleasure you know for for your second time for my second time on a quinn you, you don't quite have a show here on yet, a qu- not yet maybe, someday maybe next year you know if you, if you believe hard enough <laughs> if i <laughs> if i'm thankful to the subcommittee um, <laughs> yeah they'll exactly. let me have it um thank you for listening uh, if you're listening at home or wherever you are uh, tonight um as always um you've been listening to me and my friends you can listen live on bevlfm.com if you want to listen back to this or listen to our other episodes, you can go to mixcloud.com slash me and my friends. And also, uh, hopefully, um, in the next few days or in a week or so, you'll be able to actually get this as a as a podcast on like iTunes and on Overcast and Pocket Cast or whatever you use. Um, hopefully that doesn't fall through. Um, you can just search for me and my friends, hopefully. Um, I'm your host, Oshin Quinn. You can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Oshling1001001. Do you want to shout out your Twitter? Um, I believe my Twitter is still at Dara, spelt with two O's and a G-H, <laughs> Clark. Uh, no, Dara Ard, A-O-D, yeah, yeah. Uh, so a bit of Irish for you. Give him that clout, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash me and my friends, which I haven't even officially launched yet. But if you want to be an early adopter, that's where you go. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday at Tuesday. 8 p.m. Don't yeah. know I'm bringing it on yet, but I'm sure it'll be an absolute brilliant listen. Um, 
Yeah, my name is Oshin Quinn, and thank you for listening to me and my friends. Good night.